Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Go On An Adventure. It's another wonderful Sunday. I don't know where you're at, but happy Mother's Day. To where I'm at, it's Mother's Day and it is quite sunny and warm out. Um, spring lasted in my area a total of about two weeks and then summer hit. So we're looking at about 90 degree weather here already. So a yay to that. Although it's still technically spring with all the pollen that's in the air, so allergies are ridiculous. Um, I do have a book for y'all today. Um, it is a YA book, and I'm pretty excited for it. Again, I would like to say thank you to all of our new subscribers or viewers. Um, it's nice to have, still have people that are finding out about this podcast and going, Oh, that sounds interesting. And I hope it sedates your book joy and book thirst and leads you to some new discoveries and reading. So we're going to just delve right in today. The book that I'm talking about is called A Deal with the Elf King by Elise Kova. At least I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce her name, Elise. Uh, it is considered a fantasy YA or high fantasy. It's very interesting to say the least. I would, it's not a bad book. It's only about 317 pages, so it's not super long. Um, it came out November of 2020, so it came out during the pandemic, which, of course, makes it a great book, you know? <laughs> um, however, I was kind of disappointed by a little bit of the, of the book. Um, it was kind of slow moving for me. However, in all, it wasn't bad. The whole story is about a little village, essentially, that makes a deal with the elf king in another not in another world but essentially there's like a veil between the two and that veil is what keeps them safe and the deal that has been going on for centuries is that uh there would always be a human wife for the elf king so every hundred years about uh when the wife human wife dies the elf king gets another one now, obviously it's not the same elf king elf kings you know go through centuries but they do age differently so this could be his second third whatever wife in this case it's his first wife uh, but a mark is essentially presented on a girl when she reaches a certain age and at that point she is prepped <sighs> sorry she's prepped and she is taught the ways that she needs to know to become the bride of the elf king when the time comes when she turns about 18. Now in this case our main character is not is unknowing to um what she is that she is this uh this wife to the elf king and part of the reason was is because the person who supposedly loved him or sorry, loved her. The guy that supposedly loved her had put this type of necklace on her that basically masked all of her powers and abilities as the wife of the elf king. So she had no idea. So she was found late to the point where the elf king actually crossed borders and came into the little village angry, looking for his soon-to-be queen and found that it was her. He watched how she healed someone who had been really sick. She was an herbalist and a healer in her community. And in this community, actually, I thought this was kind of cool. In this community, when you have someone that has extraordinary gifts and something like that, um, you send them to school. You all pay up and send them to school so that way you have a healer for your area specifically. 
and otherwise it would take them weeks or even months to find another healer so that's pretty cool sorry my pages are sticking together here um so that was pretty cool and i thought that was like a really which is something that we did here um that they would actually pay to send her to school to make sure that they had a healer essentially and that's kind of awesome so they would pay for her to do the training and the schooling essentially go to college if you will at a young age to learn how to do this stuff proficiently so they could have a healer in their community well he watched her essentially take care of this girl who in my understanding basically had a form of asthma and she had to take this type of medicine that helped her breathe and everything like that and she collapsed uh, she collapsed when the elf king had come in and with all the excitement and all that kind of stuff and she helped her and everything like that and he noticed it was far beyond essentially what someone her age would know and realize that she was wearing a specific type of ring and necklace that or a specific necklace i believe it was that had a particular stone i want to say it was obsidian that masked things that essentially had like a spell or like a protective charm on it to hide her from him that was its specific case was to hide her from him or from elvish eyes and such like that so the boy who said that he loved her she said some things back to him was like no you weren't trying to love me you were trying to control me this isn't great blah 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 uh, Elf King almost kills him, but she stops him and she goes, look, he's still needed in this village. Don't, don't do anything crazy. Let's just go. She feels that the Elf King is very, you know, stone cold, has no emotion. Um, when she first gets to the kingdom, she split off from him to get prepared and everything like that. Uh, and she's met up with his first general called Reen. Reen is pretty cool. I like her. Um, she's probably my favorite character actually through this, even though she's not a big character. She's, she's, she's my favorite. Um, strong warrior type, but at the same time, we'll tell you how it is. Now, she takes a minute to actually warm up to her new queen, and, uh, our character is very much like, look, dude, we're gonna be spending time together, just, please, I need a friend here. <laughs> Warms up to her. Tells her the whole situation. Well, the situation is, is that the worlds are essentially dying and the veil is breaking. Without a human queen in her powers, essentially, it will all be lost. The problem is, is even the power in the human queen is weakening and the worlds are still dying. And one reason they find this is for one, the last queen, I think her name was Alice, started noticing it, but she wrote in her journals different things of what could possibly help it. They find out, though, when our main character sits on the throne, the wooden throne, um, it zaps so much of her power. It puts her out for almost three days. It almost kills her in, in essence because it, she doesn't know how to control anything. She wasn't taught anything. Because she never knew she was the the queen or the uh, human human uh, bride. If she had known beforehand, it would have been a different situation. So basically, because she doesn't know anything, they have to retrain her and teach her about her powers, how to use her powers, and all that kind of stuff. Her powers are that of basically plants, earth, life itself. So plants grow around her, different things like that, and that's kind of cool. In fact. It's because she doesn't have any control uh one thing that they do learn is that her blood makes it 10 times powerful so like let's say she gets cut 
and drips blood on the ground I and she the the earth will absorb it so much that it's just like let's go there's a scene that happens when uh, our elf king's younger brother harlow comes in and tries to essentially pick on her and causes a scene and makes her feel like absolute crap and by that i mean he literally forces her to get out of bed after this incident and makes her come to like i think it's the ballroom where him and his little gangly friends are and they're sitting there making fun of her and talking down to her because she's human essentially and to the point where i think it's aria does something and says something and she's had enough and she kind of snaps in a bunch of like vines and thorns surround the room and surround them and freak them out essentially and some of her blood ends up getting spilled from the thorns and it gets even worse and so she's learning how to control it and everything like that and she basically tells harlow don't mess with me again or this will be worse just leave me alone i'm not here for your entertainment and he just kind of glares at her kind of the stuff and then they leave the room uh, which brings in Sir Kingy King of the Elves. And he's like, what is going on? What just happened? And she's like, you know, control your brother. Your brother's a jerk. And it's stuff like that. And so this situation keeps building and building. There is obvious that there's going to be a love interest between the two of them. It just, it takes time. That's the thing about the book that kind of frustrates me a little bit. It's not a bad book. I actually enjoyed the story. However, it was very slow moving. Um, there was very little excitement. There was, it didn't seem like a lot of emotion actually in the book. Like you saw it here and there, um, but it wasn't like you saw the slow build between the two of them. Like you see something blooming, but whereas most between two, you see like an actual slow build of that slow burning that slow um romance actually building and with this one you don't fully see it like you know it's going to happen because elf king you know human bride kind of thing you know something's gonna happen and so you know it's there but after that it's it doesn't build the way i feel like it needs to build and that that kind of was slightly upsetting the whole premise of the book is everything is pretty much focused on the breaking of the cycle of having a human queen that is the premise of the book um and there's really not more to it than that you're not really seeing much of each other's interests you're not seeing them really fully get to know each other you see them a little bit try and get to know each other like you find out the king likes to actually cook and everything when he takes her out to a cottage out and you know further away from the castle because it's where there's plants it's where there's uh, flowers it's where the human queens would go to essentially rejuvenate themselves after using a lot of their power on the throne um but you don't you don't see much more than that you see very little of them getting to know each other in a relaxed state of his actual hobbies outside of being a king you do learn that he spent, oh goodness, sorry. He spent his like entire life essentially as a shut-in in the castle because he's been prepping to have a human queen. He has not left 
um, until she is essentially found. So he's been stuck in the castle. And even as a child, because he was the heir of the throne, he was very lonely and was very stuck in the, the castle. With no place to escape, essentially. But that's all you really learn about him. Oh, you do learn that Rin and him tried to have, like, a romantic relationship and it just didn't work. They're still really good friends, though. But there's there's no detail. I wish there was more explanation about the, few, uh, the past queens. You get to hear about the journals and that she read the journals of these queens, but you don't get to know much more than that. And I wish there was more detail with it. Um, wish there was more, you know, done with her relationship with Rin. I felt like they could have built more on the friendship. She could have been more around as more of not just her guard and general, but like as like a lady in waiting and her best friend kind of thing. And you don't see that in every story. You see at least some sort of friendship actually build and be there as a constant. And this wasn't there. Now, granted, you don't want every story to be the same. And I do truly understand that. But she has no constant confidant. She's in and she's out. She's there and she's not. And that kind of sucks. You, you, I wish you could see the build more of that friendship between the two of them. And there really wasn't. And that, that was frustrating. But all in all, and, and the problem with, with the story is by about chapter 29, because there's 39 chapters. It's 39 chapters. You go, oh man, that's a lot of, you know, chapters. It's really not. There's only 317 pages. It's like 10 page a chapter. Not even. Not that big. But all in all, by chapter 29, because it's so slow moving, you kind of get bored and you sit there going, do I really want to finish this? You do want to finish it because more happens in the last 10 chapters. Um, you see her actually get truly close to our elf king. You see where they break the cycle and everything like that. And in that aspect, I felt like it was a little anticlimactic. It, it wasn't... It, it, the cycle broke and it was just like, woo, the cycle broke, cool. We can go about our lives. Kind of thing. I, it, it wasn't nearly as big of a deal as, as it should have been. Now, granted, because at that point I had already kind of died in the aspect of reading this story because I was bored, that maybe it was more climactic than I saw it. And maybe I need to reread the last part again and reread how it happened in a fresher perspective. And that's very possible. I do wish there was a little bit more with Harlow. However, there is a book two to this and it's uh, Dancing with the Elf Prince. So I think that has to do with him. Um, but I'm not sure because Harlow had some like growing period where he went from being this kind of jerky younger brother to having more understanding to the point where like she would hug him and he would make a joke. Like it would be that scoffy, scorny joke of, oh, now the human's touching me. But you could tell that there was actual warmth with it. Like he wouldn't push her away. He actually enjoyed the hug because she actually cared. There was a few times where she essentially saved his life in this story because he did the equivalent of like meth. Not on purpose, but he, d he did a drug that almost killed him and she knew how to fix it, essentially. All in all, it wasn't a terrible book. Like the story was solid. The story was good. Um, and it just there, I felt like there was a lot of holes that she could have built on and 
the story itself was kind of slow paced. And she has a lot of books. She she does. She's known for the uh, Married to Magic novels, the Air Awakens universe, the Golden Guard trilogy, Vortex Chronicles, and a Trail of Sorcerers, the Loom Saga, which all in all is equivalent of over 20 books. So she is a known writer for YA. And maybe that's the thing. This is specific to that age group, and I'm not in that age group. I just like to read in that age group. And that might be why my, my viewpoint is so sharp, so harsh on it. Um, there was a quote, though, that I did actually really enjoy, and it was, kill the thoughts of tomorrow and let's live for today, and that was page 243. And that is a scene where they are getting closer, and he they are starting to fall for each other, but she's worried that the only reason why they're falling for each other is because they're trying to break the curse and it's not, like, actually real kind of thing. However, her the point of that quote was, we're going to live in the moment for now and not and pretend that tomorrow doesn't exist. We're, we're not going to think about tomorrow. We're just going to live for right now because right now is what matters. Like I said, all in all, this book was not bad. It was just very slow moving, in my opinion. Now, as a YA, this is great. As a YA, for those who are in the younger age group and especially those who have a harder time of reading this is a pretty easy book and it's a pretty good story and the reason why i say i have trouble reading is not everyone reads at the same speed and some people like to read but they feel embarrassed because they struggle to read at the same speed uh, i'm gonna tell you right now don't be embarrassed if you like to read read who cares about how long it takes you people make fun of you Psh, they probably haven't read in the last two weeks you've probably read five books within that time okay it's okay. It's okay to read slower. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, all in all, the book was good, story-wise. Personally, just wish it was a little faster. But for a YA, it is actually done very, very well. For a YA book, for those who are between the ages of 13 and 17, or 13 and 18 even, this is a good story. There's really no spice in it. It's not inappropriate in that aspect. Um... It has more of innuendo or leading scenes of, oh, you know what's going to happen, but they skip writing that scene and going into the next day. Um, so it, it doesn't have that romant romance aspect of that, such as like uh, from Blood and Ash or Akatar, stuff like that. It doesn't have those types of scenes. They're very, very minimal. And at most, the most physical interaction that you see in this book is kissing. And even then. You get the innuendo of what's going on. You get... I take that back. I think there's one scene where they they have a sexual scene, but it's straight up very, very tastefully done in the aspect of you don't... It's, it's not a porn scene. Excuse my language. But that's essentially the best way to put it. It's very well done. It's like watching a short sex scene in a movie where you see skin you don't see inappropriate skin you know what's going on you know what this is leading to and then they cut the scene and it's the next day and they wake up in bed that's the equivalent of the type of scene that's in here definitely appropriate for teenagers in my opinion uh, i know everyone has their different views on what teenagers should and shouldn't read i feel like this is very tame in that aspect hence why it's considered a ya definitely okay for the age of 13 on it brings up the premises of romance without going into vile detail or exuberant detail of what that romance entails very very minimal very minimal 
Rennie was definitely my favorite, was one of my favorite characters with Harlow. Um, I did actually really enjoy Harlow. I, I will say at one point I thought Harlow was going to be the villain, but it come to find out it wasn't. And then when they kind of preluded it to one person that it was going to be, and then be like, well, I don't, I don't think it's this person because they're blah, 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 blah. I was like, ah, nah, it's, it's this person for sure. It's this person for sure. Um, but in the end, there was really no real villain. Like, the, the villain was, was breaking the cycle. That was the premise of the book. That's what they were trying to defeat. By breaking the cycle, there would no longer be human queens and both worlds would be alive again. There would be that they would stop dying, essentially. They wouldn't need the human queen anymore. And that's, that's the whole premise is breaking that cycle. The worst character, though, was Arya, and Arya was one of Harlow's little little friends, and in a way, she was a villain because she was trying to essentially kill the queen and everything like that, or find a way to, because they didn't like the idea of having a human queen. They had another idea of how they could fix the problems, and they didn't need her and that kind of stuff. But all in all, the, 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 main, the main premise is breaking the cycle. That was the villain of the story. Again, not a bad book. The story was done pretty decently. It's great for a YA. If you are not into YA fantasy books, this isn't for you. It's going to be very slow and anticlimactic for you. For those who are younger readers or even slightly slower readers, and again, no judgment, that's totally fine. Everyone reads at their own pace. I have dyslexia, so it makes it hard sometimes to read and severe ADHD at times, uh, which makes it to where I want to read. But as I read, everything jumps around the page, so I can't. Either way, doesn't matter. Read at your own pace. It's a good story if you're a slower reader, just because it slowly builds, makes it easier to follow along. Uh, for those who are wanting more excitement, this isn't a book for you, but I wouldn't pass it off. I am curious about some of her other books. The Air Awakens books uh, did make me curious when I saw them out there, so possibly. And because I do like Harlow in this book, I might get book two. Just because if it's about Harlow, I do want to know more about him. I do. She caught me on that one. She got me on that one. But all in all, not a terrible book for a YA book. I give it a 3.5 personally. Granted, I am almost 30 years old, so I shouldn't be reading YA anyways. But they make some really interesting stories, so I can't, I can't say no. That'll be all today, guys. I hope this was a good review for you um, and as detailed as people have been wanting it. Definitely give it a look. I'm not going to say go read it. I'm going to say go give it a look. See if it's up your alley and it's something that you want to divulge in. Um, but I don't know. Maybe this leads you to your next adventure. Have a good one, guys. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. <laughs>